Welcome to our Christmas edition of the Bet McLean Football Show from Cool FM. I'm Pete Snodden. Stephen Beacom's with us. Uh, and we're very pleased to welcome uh, Adam Leckie from Ballymena and also Corian's latest signing, Jimmy Glacken. And we've got the fans! Yeah. And if you've noticed here, we also have Northern Ireland manager Michael O'Neill. Looking very good. He does, he certainly does. And this is all part of the London Northern Ireland Supporters Club who are raising money for charity. So if you can purchase one of those from those excellent people, that would be fantastic. Absolutely. And do you get a replica of the stadium as well? Well, I think that's next year. All oh, right, OK. Um, Bigo, got to say you brought your A game with your jumper. Very festive. Yeah. I thought we were matching whenever I arrived in today. Here's what we're going to do, Pete, if oh, I can get this, this right. Let's see. It's going to get us a cheer. Oh, oh. Christmas has now officially started. Unbelievable. Right. Christmas has started in Ballymena. Talk us through your season so far. Yeah, um, definitely. It's, it's, uh, it's been going pretty well now. Um, probably a lot better than what we expected, to be fair. Um, I think at the minute, you know, we're just sort of riding the crest of a wave there. I think we've there's 11 or 12 wins in a row. So. I love how you play it down. You know fine rightly what it is. <laughs> Something like that, is it? Um, so now, listen, it's, it's, it's superb. Like, and as a player to play in it, it's, it's a privilege. And you're, you're waiting for every game. It's sort of like... I know we're playing a lot of games, we're playing Tuesday, Saturday, but you're waiting for every game to come around, you're looking forward to it, and it's, yeah, it's brilliant. And it's all about momentum and just keeping that going. Yeah, that's, that's the big word in football, isn't it? Momentum, and um, I think it's, it's definitely playing its part. Like, um, is there title talk in the changing room? No, strictly banned from Mr. Jeffrey. All right, is there, t- is there title talk in the WhatsApp group? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're setting traps here, and if I, I need to be careful or I could find myself getting a fee 45 here from Mr. Jeffrey. <laughs> but um, no, listen, it's... It's, it is what it is, but obviously we're top of the top of the tree at the minute, and we're flying with momentum and stuff. But like to be honest, it's we've only played 19 games. There's still the same to go. Aye, but you have a lot, an awful lot of home fixtures coming up. Yeah, it's that's worked in our favour again. I think that's again that's why it's sort of maybe not surprising, but I think people are maybe didn't think we'd be doing as well as we have because we had such such a difficult start. We had obviously the away games at the beginning, and then just with the the income of players during the summer. I think we had was it nine or ten new, new signings coming in, and that's it's always a gamble because you never really know how that's how that's going to go. But um, I suppose looking back now, it's obviously we've gelled really well, and they're all all good lads, all hardworking, and it's yeah, it's we're, it's going well for us. Yeah. What's it like, Adam, playing for David Jeffrey? Give us an insight into what it's like these days as a Ballymena manager, because I know what he was like with the Linfield boys, but what's he like with Ballymena? Yeah. Uh, I think chat for most of the boys. I think we all love him. Like he's um, he's great, great man manager, and he's very well respected. I think from day one, even from not knowing him, he, he gave him respect for what he's done in the game, what what he's won, however many trophies himself and Brian McLaughlin. Um, so you give him that respect from day one. But then I think once you get to know him on the human side, it's he's you know he's a big man. He's he's he shows everyone else respect too, which is obviously good. Do you think he? Do you think his public persona is misunderstood? Um, yeah, well, I think from what I expected of him, just from seeing him on playing against him before and on touchlines where he's usually shouting and goldering at referees and other players, you're, you're thinking he's a bit of a, maybe a bit of a madman, but I, I don't think he's like that. Once you get to know him, he's more softly spoken and um, probably you know, sort of more intelligent and elegant than maybe what you thought he was from seeing him on the sideline, definitely. Talk us through your partnership with Cahar Freel. Yeah, getting, going well. Um, with, with uh, it's, I suppose it's, I think it's maybe since this, we got on this good run that the two of us have probably played most of those games and listen he's a brilliant player I think he's one of the most underrated players in the league to be honest um, 
I think if you look at his game, like he's got he's got about everything going for him. He's got pace. He can t take players on. He can hold it up. He's he's good in the air for all the size of him. He gets every inch um, of his height, and then on top of that, he can finish. So, yeah, he's a brilliant little player. And as I was saying, he's he's not underrated by us in the in the dressing room, but I think around the league maybe is. So, certainly you've been setting up goals left, right, and centre. Did you hope personally that by this stage of the season you would have scored more yourself? Yeah, probably looking back, uh, it's probably took me took me a while to get up and running. Obviously, I, I came back a little late to pre-season and stuff, and maybe took me a bit longer to get the legs up and going than maybe I'd hoped for. Um, and then I think that's probably just the same with the goal scoring touch. But I think I think maybe this last month or two, I've really sort of got the legs back and hitting a bit of hitting a good bit of form. But yeah, I think if, I think looking back, I should have probably scored a few more goals. But hopefully, I can add to that now going forward. But as you're saying, I don't think that's my main role in the team. I don't think I'm there to be. Well, obviously, if you're a striker, you're judged by your goals. But at the, main, at the same time, I think I'm in there to try and hold the ball up and bring other players in. And I think this last sort of month or two, I've been able to do that really well. And um, I think maybe other players are maybe scoring the goals that I'm maybe holding up. So. Oh, well, well, once the ball gets to you, it sticks. Uh, that's, that seems to be the way. Um, but yeah, long may I continue? Yeah, long may I continue. As I was saying, it took a wee while to get the touch back from just over pre-season and that, but now yeah, I feel like I'm getting there. So, As we're recording this, this is currently um, the league and Balloweener are up top with the Blues just beneath and of course Glen Avon in the mix. Um, and you're not prepared to talk about, uh, about the league, so we'll move on to the other competitions then. So let's start with tomorrow night. Yeah. Yeah, so it's uh, the semi-final at County Atom Shield, obviously. So, yeah, it's a massive game for us. And I think once once you get to that stage of any competition, if you're under the semi, you, you want to get to the final and you want to go on to win it. So, listen, I don't know what uh, I don't know what team's going to be played, but I think, as I was saying, I'm sure David Jeffrey and Brian McLaughlin will be very keen to get themselves into another final. And it's going to be a big game because obviously Limfield's coming up, so it'll be, it'll be a decent crowd there. So, And then, of course, you've got the League Cup final again. You're going to be fed up playing Limfield. Yeah, so that's yeah, it's going to be another date in the diary there. Are you, are you talking in the WhatsApp group about winning any of these? Or? <laughs> um, chatting about a clean sweep or something. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we're not, like, as I was saying, it's, it's a very modest bunch, a hard-working bunch. I don't think anyone's getting carried away. Like To be honest, listen, we've done a, on a brilliant run, sorry, but we've won nothing yet, and it's dirty days. So. We've got Paul, the Balamina fan with us. Paul, um, can you believe what you're watching? No, no, it's like a dream, so it is, mate. Um, basically, I've been there through the highs, and the lows, you know, winning the county under Shield in the League Cup a couple of seasons ago, like. But uh, I mean, we're now I think it's 16 games unbeaten, nine wins in a row in all competitions, which is it's two club records. And the more records we set, the better, as far as I'm concerned. And what's the talk in the terraces? Are you are you are you dreaming of? No, no, a we, we're, we're all grounded. David Jeffrey's keeping us all grounded, basically. All the party allowed, line. Nobody, you're not even allowed to talk about title hopes in the in the stands or anything like that. There, it's like, yeah, top four is the aim, and if we can secure top four, that's brilliant. Um, the last couple of seasons we've been getting into the top six. The first one, we obviously qualified for Europe. Last season we failed too. This season we're back. Uh, hoping for a top four finish, hoping for automatic qualification. So we'll need to play whoever, finishing fifth, fifth and sixth and stuff like that. But uh, no, it's all good at the minute. I mean, I'm in cloud seven. <laughs> I am, really am. And I know Adam, all the players and stuff like that, they've gelled really well together as a team. You know, at the start of the season, we brought in so many players and we were, you know, it takes teams time to gel. But they seem to gel instantly and they're only getting better. So. Wow. 
Uh, you're certainly towing David Jeffrey's party line, so there you go. Excellent. Thank you very much, um, Paul. Right, Jamie, firstly, congratulations on your move. You're going back to work with, with Rod. Was it a big decision? A uh, big decision, but easy one. Um, I think I sort of need to get back and enjoying it. I wasn't really enjoying it there for the past few months. Sort of one thing led to another, and I was just sort of here, maybe time, time to go, sort of thing. And once Rod came knocking, I was, I was always going there. So t talk us through that that lot, because obviously from, from even your demeanour and the way you're talking, you've obviously had a difficult time. What's been what's been going on? I think I don't know. Last year, league one stuff for the lads was really good. Like Scottish Cup and stuff was really good, but I think it was just lack of minutes and stuff probably. Yeah. Maybe you're a guy who likes to play football, Jimmy, aren't you? You want to be playing every week, and you didn't get that at Crusaders. You're not really going either when you're. Like, best team in the country to be fair. Their players and the player squads, massive squads class, like two for every position, two for every position capable of playing as well. So it's always it's hard in the training pitch, you know, you need to knock it in and maybe at times, to be really honest, favouritism might have kicked in of the way they play and just might just didn't suit me and I didn't suit them so it was ready to go. We, we discussed last week even Sean O'Neill going on to uh, onto the, the transfer list that surprised us and what, what, what's the sort of what, how, how's he? <laughs> something maybe you need to ask him I don't know um, oh, Sean's a top man you need him to something you need around the dressing room you know he's he's a laugh of the dressing room he's he's a top top man like but they a big miss if he, if he goes and how much are you looking forward to getting back on the pitch then, Jamie, to play for Coleraine and to... I do think Coleraine need a spark. I've watched Jamie a lot when, when he was at Dungannon. He's a quality player, really dangerous, but he needs to be playing week in, week out. And I think you could give him that spark. Are you looking forward to that? Yeah, I can't wait. As I say, we're back working on the road. Even last year, Coleraine fans were super. Playing against Coleraine, they did a song for every player, I think. And it was just drums, everything was class, really was. So. Can't wait to get back in there and hopefully we gather together in January and start picking up results. Uh, whenever you're not playing week in, week out, I take it it's really demotivating. It is mentally tough, like travelling up Tuesday, Thursdays, trains and stuff, and you're sort of thinking, I'm not playing, but it's a motivational factor. You need to be self motivated too if you want to be in playing. If you, if you really have the urge, you're, you're going you're gonna to be at your train, you're going to be putting 100 in. So that's hard, but at the end of the day, everyone be through them sort of time so and Coleraine aren't getting it easy I mean this time last year we were talking about Coleraine winning the title it, it wasn't to be albeit they won the Irish Cup it was a really successful season and Rod really needs to get them ticking now to really push on Christmas is massive for Coleraine Pete it really is because it was really interesting what Rodney Marguerite said after the Glenavon defeat he said basically that they weren't putting it in and that players needed to step up. So they've got a busy schedule coming up now. And um, uh, I don't think Jamie's going to be the last new player you're going to see at Coleraine. So it's up to the players that are actually at the club now and are available to play to put in big performances to stay in the team. Because Rodney McAree is going to be there for a long time and the players have to prove that they are going to be with him. Jamie Dlacken coming in is a big, big boost for the football club. I think the fans will love him. Um, and it's up to the, the other players now to try and keep their places because, Jimmy, I know you're chomping at the bit, aren't you? Oh, I have big time, big time. Can't wait to get back playing the fair. With Raw as well, he's top man, top top class coach. He doesn't really like to be called manager, to be fair. 
he likes to call the coach like that's what he is. He's a top, loves working on the training ground, and I think that's massive for a manager. The manager's in working with you in the training ground. It's, it does go a long way because he sees everything. You've worked with him before, right? So for anyone out there who's maybe not convinced, what would you be saying that that Rodney's biggest attributes are and, and why you, you believe he's so good? He's just a football man. Rodney's football through and through. Like he's plays it the right way, he wants to play it the right, the correct way in my opinion. Well, it should be played, that's the way, that's the way he wants it played and it's early days too, he's only come in in the summer, he needs to sort of stamp his authority. He came in with probably not the same squad that Owen had and he was, he's, he needed he needed at least two transfer windows in a way to start bringing his own thing around. This is the Bet McLean Football Show from Cool FM into our predictions uh, for the fixtures this weekend and then in part two of our Christmas special we'll look at Boxing Day. Um, so Newry at home to the Glens at the weekend and um, the Glens have now got Darren Murray. They have. Um, uh, what a signing that's going to be. <laughs> it's going to be. By the way, Elliot Morris is coming up in the second part of this here so we'll be asking him all about it. I don't know how the Darren Murray situation is going to work out. I'm not even sure Ronnie McFall knows. Um, we shall see. But here, if he scores the goals? He's a born goal scorer. It's just um, the other side of his, his life and his game that has to be sorted out. So, listen, we wish him well. We wish Glenn Torn well. Although, I don't think they're going to get a result against Newry. I fancy Newry to win. Obviously, there was games called off at the weekend. Newry's was one of those. And I think um, at home, Pete, they'll do the business. Newry to win that one 2 one have you been surprised by what Nuri have been bringing to the pitch this, this year so far? Um, yeah, a little bit. I think I think they play a lot more football than what we, what I probably thought they would coming up. Um, obviously, when you, when you get promotion. I think it helps. You, you spring into the, the next season, and you've probably got again a bit of momentum behind you because you're used to winning. And it, it can be hard to, to beat teams with that spirit, but. We played them a couple of times this year and they gave us really, really tough games, probably two of the toughest games we've had. Um, I think we beat them 3-0 at home, but it was not It was never a 3-0 game. And then we nicked it down there at the showgrounds on a Friday night, on a cold Friday night with the rain, and uh, it was not easy. Um, so I suppose, yeah, a little, little bit surprised, but like I think when you look through their team, they've got two huge brothers there smashing little players, and then they've got is it is it Carvel up front who holds it up really well. So they've got, they've got really good players. I think maybe just lacking that little bit of cutting edge you know with the goals that maybe push them on up even further but they're they're a tough opponent. Bigger we'll, we'll go back to our Christmas Tree League and last season you were on the back of Carrick Rangers from the get-go with regards to relegation mm-hmm. and in fairness to you you called it. Yeah. So whenever we look at the bottom of the table as it currently sits what way do you reckon that's going to pan out come the end of the season? I think ours will go down and I'll tell you why they're not scoring enough goals they're losing Johnny Fraser he's going to Australia key player for them and I think the way Institute, Newry, Warren Point are all playing, they're playing better than Ards at the moment. Now, if Ards can bring in a couple of strikers, and I, kn- I think they need a couple of strikers who can score goals, it'll give themselves a shot. But right now, Pete, I think Ards are the team that's going to make the drop. So, Newry um, against the Glens on uh, Friday night. Uh, what do you reckon? Um, Again, just speaking from our experience, it's a really, really tough place to go on a Friday, and especially on a Friday night. You know, if, if you're going from work, you're not as prepared, I don't think, as you are on a Saturday. So um, I think the Glens might struggle down there. So I'm going to I'm gonna echo Biko and maybe go for 2-1 to Newry. Just going to sneak up. 2-1. Okay. Jimmy? You put me on the fence here. <laughs> um, I don't know. I've, 
Lions are a massive club, like a big following. Um, I'm gonna go one each. I have to. I don't know. I just one each. All right. Okay. Excellent. Uh, Liam O'Hagan is uh, our newbie fan with us. Um, so home form is so important for you guys, and do you reckon you'll get three points this weekend? Well, it needs to be good at home because the away form is terrible. But uh, I can't believe Pete Beacom there and the boys have jinxed us completely by tipping us to beat Glentoran. <laughs> We're only a wee club, you know. We'll just be trying to keep the score down on Friday night against the mighty Glen. So hoping for the best. As a fan, and you've been on this, this, this gravy train of wins and wins and promotions and promotions, has it been hard to take it a feed or two this season? No, not really. Well, it has in a sense, but we didn't expect to get where we are so quickly. I mean, five or six years ago, after we reformed, we played our first game away to Bourneview. I don't know if anybody's ever been there. You go down to be country lane, there's a wee man with a table, and he says, it's three quid in. Is that all right, mate? And you're thinking, yeah, that's fine. The, the game was delayed at one point when the, all the balls were lost in the trees, and one of their you know backroom team is kicking a ball up into the trees to try and get the balls down. You know, and you think this is just very strange. But we've sort of had we won three 0 You think well, this is fun, and then we're winning every week, beating teams 10, 12, 13 0 and that gets a wee bit dull. But we came up, came up to Premier Intermediate. I thought step up, it's going to be a struggle. You know, most of the same players brought in a few extra players, got to the playoff, got promoted. Then we're in the championship, started really slowly. This time, uh, sort of midway through the first part of the season last year, we were bottom with Lauren, believe it or not. We played Lauren on a Friday night, tough old night down in Uri on a Friday night. One each, last few minutes. Their big centre-back, who was man of the match, big ballad, David Abbey, I think his name was, Ray Abbey. Back pass, our man's in, we win. And we went on a run and got us into second place. Again, the playoff, and you're thinking, well, the Premier's a step up, you know, we're not going to get out of this. We tanked Carrick over two legs, and then you're up. And I think the thing about it is, it's a lot of the same players. Some of them have been there since Intermediate B. We've added to them every year, you know, and then you think, well, there's a lot of goodwill there towards the teams, even when we were losing. Like, the fans... I'm not saying it's a bonus, but we weren't really maybe expecting to do that well. And then suddenly you think, we've played everybody twice and we're definitely not out of our depth. We've got a lot of plaudits this year and a lot of, we do try and play football. You know, they're really, really honest bunch of lads, good lads, a lot of mates in the team, which I think helps. There's a good team spirit. But Darren is ambitious. You know that. You've spoken to him yourself. You know, we want to play good football, but at the same time, Results are important, so it's nice. And we should have got something out of the Balamina game. We should have got something out of the Glenavon game. Friday night, if Elliot slips one in in the last minute and we win one nil and we play terrible, I don't care. You know, it's about the points at this stage. So it's nice to make friends, but we want to get results as well. And you'll stay up. Yeah. All right. Um, okay, Balamina at, at home to Arts. You don't have to give us a score prediction, but uh, you know you'll be going there. You're, you, you'll, Arts will be coming there, dreading it. I'm sure. And you boys will be wanting to get. You'll probably want a hat trick. Well, I'll take a hat trick on any stage. Um, uh, yeah, but again, looking back at the previous games we played, they gave us two really tough games. Uh, the start of the season, I think we pipped them two one away, and that was a that was a late rally. I think we scored late on to win that one, so that was a tough game. And then we played them in the League Cup, and again, I think we pipped them last minute one 0 So, I think although they're not obviously scoring a lot of goals at the moment, ours can make it really difficult for opponents because they they are quite solid at the back and they, they really make you work, and so they can be tough to break down. So. Um, it'll be up to us to, I suppose, sort of bring our best football to the fore and break them down and hopefully get a few goals. But yeah, I'm not going to make a prediction on that one. <laughs> Big back. Top versus bottom. I can only see one outcome, Pete, to be honest. Balamina will win. They'll win 3 1. Adam might get on the score sheet. Cather Freel might get on the score sheet. Listen, the beauty about Balamina right now is you've got goals all over the pitch, Adam. You know, so even if the strikers aren't notching, 
the midfielders well, or even the defenders. Johnny, Johnny Addis has scored a few yeah. key goals, and um, the players all over the pitch are performing brilliantly. And um, ours are going to find it very, very tough at the showgrounds. 3 1 to Ballymena. Right, Timmy, you going to sit in the fence? No, I'm going to go 2 0 Ballymena. 2 0. Big man score, too. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Hey, I'll give you a fiver for that yeah, afterwards. Um, okay, Linfield at home against Glenavon. This is going to be for me the game of the weekend. Ah, oh, cracking game. Um, big for Glenavon to bounce back after a dodgy little spell. And, they and what a result last week. 4 0, you know, and um, every game it gets closer to Mark Sykes moving. So Glenavon fans have got to embrace what Sykes is doing out in the pitch. And Knowing Mark, he'll want to come to Windsor Park and put on a big show, and it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest if he did that. Linfield, listen, they're going, they're going well, but I, I do think there's even more for, for, to come from Linfield. So, and Glenavon have been tough opponents for them. I watched the game, and the, the first game of the season between the two of them, Pete, at Mournview Park, and I thought Linfield were pretty lucky to get a result. So I'm going to go for a draw this one. I'm going to sit in the fence. 2-2, but a really entertaining game. And Sykes probably to score as well. Talking about losing the player of his significance, obviously the crews, um, whenever um, Gavin White left and, and all of that, how, big, uh, how difficult is that whenever there's someone who really makes the team tick? What's that like to pick up the pieces after they go? Yeah, it's massive. You see what Gavin does week in, week out. He was, he was, it, wasn't, it wasn't just because he was... He was an outlet. He was he was scoring two, three goals every week. It was every week consistently, and there was like when Gavin when Gavin was playing, there was two marking him, so it was going to free up space for somebody else. You know, he was that he was that good. He, he was ridiculous. He was absolutely ridiculous. And he's a top man too. To be fair. How do you see the game going this weekend? Um, I was going to say two two as well. It's going to be goals like big pitch. Mm, I'd say two two. Two two. All right. Um, yeah, it's going to be a, be a great match, I think, for the neutral. Um, I think Linfield are taking along very nicely there. There's not been much um, noise about Linfield, but they're... Well, everyone's talking about you guys. I know, that's, that's what I mean. So I think they'll be very quietly confident with how their season's going so far. And obviously, I think they're still in, going well in the Cups and that. So I think they're, they'll be happy with that. Um, but as, as we know, Glen Avon on their day are a smashing footballing team. Um, if, and if they turn up here on form, they'll be, they're going to be hard to stop as well. Um, Gonna, I think there'll be goals in it, but I think Linfield will just edge them by one, so I'll say 2-1 Linfield. 2-1 Linfield, but you'll hope for a draw. Take a draw. <laughs> right, the Crusaders are home to one point. Yeah, um, Crusaders a big result at the weekend. It was only 1-0 against Dungannon, but it was crucial to get back on the road again. I can only see one result here as well, Pete. I have a lot of time for one point, as regular viewers will know, but... I'd be surprised if we could go to Crusaders and get a result. So I'm going to go Crusaders to win that one 2 1. Gotcha. Michael Long is our Crusaders fan with us. Michael, as a Crusaders fan, has the inconsistency surprised you somewhat this season? Um, a wee bit. A wee bit. But if you're on top as we have been for the last lot of years, at some stage you're going to have a dip in what you've achieved. And unfortunately, so far this year has sort of been that way. A lot, of, a lot has been made about this full-time structure and there's a lot of work going on around the club and obviously the club have made a, a few quid and as, as you know, it wasn't always the case. So you're still in a really good position. Can, can you see what Stephen Baxter's trying to do 
working in the in the long run? Oh, well, without a doubt, you know, there's a, a five-year plan in place. You know, it's obviously the first year of it. Um, you're trying to sort of find your feet as you're doing any new position, new job, and you know, it's starting to click in. Um, had a maybe a setback or two, but certainly, what's going on around the club, both on and off it, there's we'll go on to the next level very very quickly. And I'm sure you've been delighted that Paul Heatley's back in Farron. Oh, listen, Heath is a he's a different gravy. You know what I mean? And uh, Jimmy, when he's with us, already, he'll tell you what the what he can do week in week out, and he turns it on. Basically, Crusaders turn it on. Score prediction for the weekend? Um, I had to go for a win. Um, last time we were down there, I think we scored in the forty-fifth plus one and ninety plus two. You know what I mean? So. Always take games for one point. Um, I personally like their style of play, um, but I think we'll go maybe for 2-0, 3-0. 2-0, all right, okay, excellent. Jimmy? Cruise won 3-1. Uh, 3-1. Adam? Um, Not going to be easy, but... Yeah, again, one point's another team that impressed me, I think, with the football, the style of play they've, they've got going there. Um, they play out from the back and they play the right way, and. They're, they're brave on the ball and they've got absolutely no fear. So I think sometimes maybe Crusaders struggle to cope with teams that come and play football that way. Um, but for me, Crusaders, I think a lot of their a lot of their games depend on if Big Jordan Owens is fit. I think they're such a different different team if he's playing. So I'm not sure how far away. I know he's been out injured the last couple of weeks. So if he's back in, I would really fancy them. But um, I think they'll just have a bit too much in um, a bit too much in the physical side of things and maybe a bit too much in, in both boxes so I'm going to go 2-0 uh, Crusaders I think Gotcha, okay um, Institute at home to Cliffenfeld a lot has been made this week about Joe Gormley and Barry Gray saying that Joe's going nowhere what do you think? I think he'll stay to the end of the season but they're going to have to get him a new contract and an improved contract because there is huge interest in Joe Gormley and why wouldn't there be? The guy just scores goals for fun. He's absolutely brilliant, breathtaking goal scorer. And Institute will probably find that out at the weekend. I have a lot of time for Institute and the way they play. I'm sure the boys would appreciate it, being um, footballers themselves. But I think Cliftonville are in a really good run now. And Tommy Breslin said last week in the show that he believes they can win the title. And if they keep this going, they're certainly contenders. I'm going to go Cliftonville to win 2-1. Jimmy? Been really impressed with Institute. I think they're top class. Um, I'm gonna say Cliff and Bull, probably a bit more fair pair in boxes and stuff. Say say three 0 Three 0 Well not sitting on the fence now. No. <laughs> <laughs> not with not with the likes of Gormley and Donnelly on the boat, no way. <laughs> no way. Oh dear Adam. <laughs> Again I'm probably another one of the Institute fan club this season, a smashing team, uh, play football right away and they always have done over the years since playing against them, they've got a real sort of conveyor belt, the talent coming through there, they just seem to bring through real talented ball players. Um, and the game up to Brandywell, it's, it's absolutely huge, they make they make use of every yard there, um, so it's not an easy place to go. Um, but again, as, as you're saying, Cliff and Bull are taking it along nicely as well and I think if they can sort out their a bit of inconsistency away from home. I don't see any reason why they can't challenge as well. And they'll probably look look at us maybe who've who've been able to pull a run together, and they say, "Why can we not do that?" And if if they can pull a run together, they'll they'll challenge as well. Because as mentioned, the firepower up front there with um, Joe Gormley, who's it's all been said about him. Everyone knows he's a brilliant goal scorer. And then obviously, I think Roy Donnelly is starting to hit a bit of form too. So 
if they can just get their away inconsistency sorted and get those boys firing, they'll they'll challenge as well. So uh, I think there'll be goals in this game. I know Stuart have sort of specialised in three all draws lately, so I'm going to say I'll go three two Cliftonville. All right, okay. Just a word on the Institute skipper. Come January, will he still be there? Michael McCrudden, will he be there? Yes, he will, because I don't think um, uh, Paddy McLaughlin will want him to leave, and I think McCrudden will go in the summer. I'm going to say he's going to stay. But in January, Pete, there will be lots of movement across the league. Larne are going to buy about four or five different players. There will be people leaving Coleraine. There will be people coming in. It wouldn't surprise me if Davy Jeffrey tries to get someone in from Ballymena. Cliftonville will be buying. It's going to be a bit of a crazy time, probably the craziest January that we've had in Irish League football for some time. Uh, final fixture this weekend, folks. Coleraine at home to the Swifts. Well, that's an interesting one. You could call that the Rodney McAree Derby, couldn't you? Um, well, Rodney McAree's going to know everything about Dungan and Swifts, and then the players that play for Dungan are going to know everything about Rodney McAree's managerial style. So it's a fascinating game of football. I think Dungannon will go there thinking, well, Coleraine are in a really dodgy spell, so we can get something. I'm not sure they will, though. I think at some stage the quality of the Coleraine players, like Aaron Burns, like Owen Bradley, it's bound to kick in. Darren McCauley can't keep doing it on his own. My understanding is Darren McCauley may not even be there next year, so Coleraine have got to start picking up very, very soon. I'm going to go Coleraine to win 2-1 and edge it, but it'll be a really tight contest. Jamie? I'm going to leave this one out. <laughs> Adam? Um, yeah, it's another interesting uh, game, I think, just because of Rodney's history, obviously. Um, By the way, you don't want to be a scud, sure you don't? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah, I think Coleraine are in like, a, sort of a bit of a transitional period, because I, I know from playing against Rodney's old teams and Jamie was a part of that obviously They're, again a great football team played play the right way and played up through the third so I think uh, Coleraine are probably just going to take a bit of time to I suppose get used to Rodney's methods but anyone I spoke to that's worked with him have all agreed that he's a top, top manager so I think if he's given time and maybe given a couple of transfer windows they'll, they'll get it right there but yeah at this, at this minute in time they're in a bit of a sticky patch so um, I still think they'll try and get a reaction out of them because I know they're Rodney was very disappointed with the performance last week, so going to say Coleraine to get a get a reaction and maybe just sneak this one one nil. I don't think there'll be many goals in it, so it'll be a tight game, but one nil Coleraine. Before we we leave, a chance. How are you spending Christmas? Quiet. Quiet. Getting Quiet, ready for yeah. getting ready to, to hit the ground running and training. And uh, get back you're right. Pitch. Yeah, just get back, get back enjoying it. Important. Yeah, that's what you, you can't play the January, is that right? I've got a crazy fixture list, but uh, listen. Uh, do you find it? Do you find it difficult? Uh, yeah, we talk about you know it's a part-time game supposedly, yeah. but whenever you've got a fixture list like we do at Christmas, for us it's brilliant. But yeah. for you guys, how do you find it? Uh, it's, it's not ideal, in fairness, because yeah, as, as you're saying, we're part-time players, but I think the amount of games we've been asked to play might be a bit crazy, but. Um, so as a player, you do have to you have to sacrifice quite a lot. You know, there's a couple of nights out here and there, and family events where you have to wash yourself. And but at the same time, you know, it's uh, myself. I'm, I know whenever I was watching, and you always love this time of year because there's games on the TV and there's games on out, out in our league as well, obviously. So I know it's not for me to decide, but as a player, 
it's it's difficult, but at the same time, if you're if you're on a good run and you're winning games, <laughs> you're looking forward to them as well. So, yeah. Well, listen, happy Christmas to you both. Thank you very much for coming on. Um, Adam and Jamie, Bigo, always a pleasure. That's it for this week's Bet McLean Football Show. Thank you to the fans for coming in. Um, we've got, you can give yourselves a cheer if you wish. Yeah. Oh, that'd be good. Uh, watch out for part two of our Christmas special coming up very soon. But in the meantime, thank you very much for watching and enjoy this weekend's football.